0: prayer campaign. And today we're going to pray against one of the most damaging things to the name of Jesus, hypocrisy among the believers. In Luke chapter 9 verse 26 it says, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels i find this to be one of the most convicting verses in all of the bible plain and straightforward there can be no mistaking or fluffing what it is saying we must live boldly and openly for god no compromise and no hiding we must truly be christians not in name only but in action because we know That the word of God says in James chapter 2 verse 17 that faith without works is dead. In other words, it affects nothing. It's fruitless. It's lifeless. It's powerless. In actuality, it's counterfeit. Because true faith drives action. If we truly believe it, we'll speak it and we'll be it. But throughout scripture, God does not speak kindly of those who claim his name, but do not fully live the life to back it up. Hypocrisy is probably the single most damaging weapon in the enemy's arsenal against the body of Christ. It justifies sin in the minds of people and plants thoughts of fakery, malice, agendas, And selfish gain in those that witness it towards the entire body of Christ. It tarnishes the name of Jesus. It brings shame and reproach upon it. His bride, his body, his purity, his deity, his righteousness. And it also brings hardship and distrust. Upon his true followers. And because of this. Scripture is very clear. Where God stands on the issue. Of hypocrisy. It literally. disgusts him. I want to be very plain. On this topic. All I can do is give you the words of God. From his scripture. So that we can see his heart. On this issue. That has brought such shame and reproach. Upon his name. And caused so many to fall away from the church, from the body, from the faith. There are many scriptures throughout the Bible that harshly and clearly condemn hypocrisy. And let's make this clear. Hypocrisy is claiming the name of Jesus, but not obeying the words of Jesus. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And yet you do not do what I say. He said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. He said, if you truly love me, you will keep my commandments. If we say that we believe in Jesus, then we must also believe in the words that he spoke to us, which means that we will obey them and live by them and portray them to others with our life if we do not then we are hypocrites because we are professing to be something that our life is not demonstrating. In actuality, the very name Christian literally means to be like Christ. And if we are living a life that does not reflect a life that is trying to be as much like Christ as possible in this world, then calling ourselves Christian is a lie. It's hypocrisy and it's damaging to the body. And for this reason, there are many scriptures throughout Bible that harshly and clearly condemn hypocrisy. One of the most striking can be found in Matthew chapter 23, where Jesus spends an entire chapter unapologetically calling out hypocrites publicly in a religious institution of the time. Saying in verse 33, quote, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? My words may seem a little harsh today, but I assure you, my friend, that if I read to you directly the words of Jesus Christ just in this chapter alone, you would be astonished at the rebuke that Jesus Christ himself gave to those he called hypocrites. God in the flesh made no provision or excuse for this. He called it out. He did it publicly. Because he did not want the people to think that he was okay with it. But of all the myriads of verses, many of them being the very words of Jesus Christ himself on this subject, none can be so simple and so clear and so convincing as to God's true feelings on the issue of hypocrisy, as this very commonly quoted but not often fully comprehended verse. In chapter 3, verse 15, when it says, I know thy works. Jesus himself speaking this to members of the church. He said that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would rather that you were either cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now the word translated to spew in this verse, in the original Greek, was emio, which literally means to vomit, or to throw up. In other words, God is saying it would be better if a person would be completely cold, turned off to the faith, standing their ground against it, Because at least they're not deceiving people with their life's actions. Or completely hot and on fire and living in purity. But it's the ones in the middle that are professing the name but not living the life. That are bringing shame and reproach and confusion. They're claiming to belong to Christ but they're not producing the fruits of his character. And they're hurting people. They're misrepresenting God. They're driving people out of the church. They're not demonstrating his real love. They're causing others to fall into sin and to compromise and to rebellion and pride and arrogance. All the while, while thinking God is okay with it, they're still in the family. When in actuality, God says people like this, that are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, but somewhere in the middle walking the fence. Literally, it means You make me sick. You make me want to vomit. And this is not my opinion. This is the literal translation of the words in the book of Revelation. Wow. God's disdain for hypocrisy can't get any clearer than this. It should amaze us. It should shake us. And it should wake us up. Let us choose this day. To stand firmly and boldly for the sound doctrine of Jesus Christ, being not ashamed of the gospel, nor living in a manner contrary to its teachings. But let us boldly proclaim his good works, not only with our words, but with our actions, and most importantly, with our very lives. Let us declare this day in the face of rising resistance and persecution from the world, and even from those claiming to be in the church, the words of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, chapter 23, verse 15, where he says, If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose this day whom you will serve, whether it be the gods which your fathers served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorite, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. No more compromise, no more sin, no more pride and arrogance, no more rebellion, no more claiming the kingdom while embracing the world, no more pretending to be the bride of Christ while committing spiritual adultery with the spirit of antichrist, with the world system, with sin, rebellion, Living in staunch contradiction to the word and will of God. If you don't know what his word and will is, then get in it. And get into agreement with it. Because if you don't, then you are a hypocrite. And God will not tolerate it. It makes him sick. It makes him want to vomit. To spew us out of his mouth. Because it is so damaging to the body to new believers, to sinners when they see hypocrites in the church. Let us love God enough to humble ourselves and want to serve him in true love, obeying his words. Father, we humble ourselves before you and we repent of the sin of hypocrisy in any area that we are guilty of it. Cause us to believe you are God enough. That your word is true enough. That sin will send us to hell. That hell is real. Hell is hot. And hell is eternal. That if we truly believe in the God of the Bible, then we should come and pick up the Bible and read it to see what you say in it, that we might come into agreement with it, that we might teach it, preach it, believe it, and live it no matter who comes against us for it. We can't say one thing one day and another thing the next and be wishy-washy. We can't profess your name. And live a life that is contrary to the scripture. It is hypocrisy. And it will cause you to spew us out. Lord, forgive us for any area that we've been guilty of this. It stems from doubt, from unbelief, from pride, from arrogance, and from ignorance of the word. So today, God, I ask that you raise up people that are hungry for the truth that will seek you for wisdom, for understanding, and for knowledge. Not man's knowledge, but the knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit. When we come to you, pray, say, God, teach me your word. I want to hear it. Write your word upon my heart that I might not sin against you, as the psalmist so wisely said. God, we pray that the sin of hypocrisy, In the greater body of Christ would be dealt with, that your name not be made a shame and a reproach among the heathen, that it not drive away new converts and sinners, because that they believe that the whole body is like this, when it is not, it is a sin. The hot are being tainted by the reputation of the lukewarm, and the cold hates them for it. So damaging is the sin of hypocrisy. That it's the only thing that I can even think of that caused Jesus, God in the flesh, to go on a chapter-long rant of open rebuke against the Pharisees, even to the point of speaking curses against them publicly. Oh God, let us not be guilty of the sin of hypocrisy. Reveal it to us, Lord, in any area that it may try to surface in our life and in our mind, that we not cross that line, God, and we pray for those who have, that conviction would fall upon them so weightily that they would bend before you and cry out in repentance and change, turn away from this. God, we pray for a people that will be so steadfast and committed and selfless That they would be good representatives of your true character, who you are. That we would be able to shine it forth, that others would see it and want to be like it. That they would be provoked to good works. That they would be provoked to emulate it in purity, to be consecrated. Lord, give us a heart after you. Pure, humble, selfless, true To who we say we are. And Lord let us never be ashamed. To speak the faith that we claim is in our heart. Because I think hypocrisy goes two different ways. There are those who claim to be God's children. But they are far from it. They don't live the life to represent it. And so it tarnishes his name. But then there are those who do have that faith, but they're not willing to speak it or demonstrate it. And so he's still not being rightly represented. Lord, help us to be transparent, to believe your word, to live it, to not be ashamed of it, and to surely not fake it, but to just be who you've called us to be, your representative, ambassadors of Christ. Light in the darkness, salt, a witness. Children of the Most High King walking in power and authority, demonstrating the overcoming power of their inheritance and reflecting the character of the God who gave it to them through the empowering, leading grace of His Holy Spirit.